welcome back. Uh, my name is George Abernathy. I'm the proud president of FreightWave. I'm excited to have the opportunity to spend a little bit of time during our Waves talk uh, today to talk to Jordan Graft, who is the president of Triumph Pay. Triumph Pay based out of Dallas, Texas. And Jordan, thank you for doing this. Really appreciate it. Great to be here, George. Great to see you. Good to see you, too. Why don't you give uh, the folks who don't know everything uh, about the transportation industry just a little bit of an introduction to Triumph Pay? Yeah, absolutely. So Triumph is a Triumph as a whole is a publicly traded bank based in Dallas, Texas. We're very active in trucking and transportation. We have over a billion dollars of capital deployed in the industry. And Triumph Pay is one vertical that we play in in the space. Triumph Pay is a carrier payments platform for freight brokers and shippers. We have over 200 brokers on the platform, and we process right now, Triumph Pay does about $2.5 billion in run rate payments. Additionally, Triumph has other verticals, equipment finance, factoring, and insurance, but Triumph Pay is the area where we're investing heavily in technology to try and solve the problem of how do we create liquidity for carriers and brokers and shippers throughout the supply chain and solve what is one of the hardest problems in in payments, uh, carrier payments specifically between a broker and a, uh, and a carrier where brokers have tens of thousands of carriers they work with. Some of them they work with one time a year and creating a solution where the carrier can interact with one platform, enter their bank account one time and get paid for uh, with that one bank account across hundreds of hundreds of brokers on the platform. Got it. Got it very well. Let me, um, let's use this Black Swan event sort of to talk about some of the things that have gone on right now, but one of the great parts of FreightWaves Live at Home, you've participated very well. Uh, Triumph Pay has been recognized as a technology winner at FreightWaves uh, Live events. There's a real evergreen nature to our content, so um, a lot of the things that we'll talk about, I think people will realize they're pertinent to the Black Swan event that we're going through right now, but they really do impact uh, the the network and the marketplace going going forward. So um, you just you mentioned liquidity. Yep. That has to be the number one item that your customers are thinking about. Um, how have you seen them reacting in this time frame to trying to make sure that liquidity is what it needs to be for them? Yeah, absolutely. And so you know, in a time where you have market disruption like we do now, and the first kind of reaction of, of most businesses is to hoard cash. How do we not only secure our balance sheet cash, but secure availability under Revolver and look for other sources of liquidity for our business? And we're seeing it on both sides of our platform, on the broker and shipper side, who we're processing payments for, and also on the carrier side. And so what Triumph Pay is trying to do is and what we do on an everyday basis, just even outside of a market disruption, is we provide liquidity for both parties in the transaction. We give the carrier a quick pay if he if he or she wants one. We pay them on day zero, and then the broker or shipper pay us back on day thirty. You know, or in their standard pay terms, very similar to how a credit card works. And we're, you know, we're we're facilitating fast payment to the carriers, fast as the carrier wants it and also helping brokers and shippers not have to deploy that capital into their vendor payables or carrier payments process. You know, specifically with this event, um, we're seeing a lot of pressure be put on carriers, especially over the last two weeks. We're seeing extended payment terms from 
shippers and that's affecting our brokers. We're seeing specific industries hit really hard like non-food retail and energy. And so when a broker who's getting paid in 30 days from a shipper is now getting paid in 45 or 60 days, that's having real impact on their uh, not only balance sheet cash, but they're just overall liquidity position. And so they're looking to try and pay to step in and say, hey, try and pay, give our carriers a quick pay and float that money so that we don't have to put it out today and shore us up. And so that, you know, we're able to withstand this storm in our, you know, customers and shippers paying us on extended terms. And and I'm going to be honest with you, this expand, this, this extends not just on, you know, the small, the, the smaller end of the segment of, of right. brokers extends across all brokers. Right. Everyone is feeling the pinch and liquidity because it's it's hitting the entire industry as a whole. So, you know, we're able to stand in and support not only um, mid market type folks, but even the larger uh, type players as well. It's interesting. You, you, you talk about that and talk about it happening to some of even the largest folks. The quick reaction will be to protect my cash. But. One way I'm going to do that is an intermediary, which I've been lucky enough to, to work in for a while. That can affect my thoughts on how quickly I pay my carriers. So um, how, does, how does your technology and where you, you're talking about the vertical that you're in being really important from a technology standpoint, how does the technology really step in to, to make that liquidity question be beneficial to both sides? Yeah. So... We integrate directly with the broker's TMS or accounting system or the shipper's accounting system, and we process all the payments for that broker or shipper. And then the carrier comes to the portal and has access that they have nowhere else for any other broker or shipper. They can come in and see all their invoices, outstanding invoices in one place for all the brokers and shippers on the platform. And they can go through and choose to quick pay on individual invoices or across all invoices uh, for a broker or across all invoices on the platform as a whole. And so it really puts control into the hands of the carrier, which is creates a carrier experience that is just the best in the industry, right? That carrier now can say, hey, I, I want cash right now, or I'll wait. Uh, and right now they're saying, I want cash right now. And so the brokers and shippers don't have to do anything, right? So the, they have no changes to their systems or process. They process paperwork the way they are they, they do today. And then TriumPace built this portal in some complex logic around how we authenticate carriers, tens of thousands of carriers without having to have them interact. They don't, they don't fill out paperwork. It's a completely digital experience for the carrier. And the feedback you get uh, as a broker when you have carriers that can just self-service, right? They don't have to call you because you got to think about this, right? They, they don't want to call and tell you they're having cash flow issues. You know, they have that ability just to go into the portal and say, hey, pay me now. Give me $10,000 in my bank account right now. And the, 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 you know, that, that technology, that completely digital experience is what's been missing so long in the industry. And in times like now, if you are able to offer that to your carriers, that, that control over their cash flow, you're winning carrier loyalty through the cycle. And then that's what's important, right? Don't, you gotta, you gotta secure your liquidity. Don't take it out of the carrier's pocket. Go use someone like us that'll stand in the gap for you and win those carriers over. And through the cycle, that carrier will always look at you as a payer that they know they can go get cash flow when they need it. That's uh, that's such great counsel and such great advice. So, um, as I as I think about the operations of uh, 3PL or an intermediary, maybe even over into the shipper side, as you've been describing, uh, when I'm thinking about my transportation network, when I'm thinking about managing my business, I tend to focus on the operations of it. I tend to focus on 
you know, making sure that my margin needs to be what it is, or um, that I'm literally making sure that the freight is being picked up and delivered on time, maybe ignoring, unfortunately, right. that, you know, that stuff that goes on in the back office that, you know, can, can get to be a little bit sticky. It seems like this storm or event has really put some focus into this, but it, as you were saying, it's really not just about this storm. This is a better practice. This is a best practice for any time frame that you're managing a business as as a as a intermediary or a shipper. When you're ta- when you're talking about what we can provide, this is our focus. This is all we do. This is all we think about, right? And so we try and come in and use technology to solve a problem that today people throw a lot of labor at, and there there are better uses for that labor. You know, as you think about a freight broker in the future. You you got to be able to automate the functions that are that you can that you can and take your labor and put it on high value activities that are really difficult to solve with technology. I mean, you know, if you if you're going to compete in a digital freight matching world, but you still have 10, 15 people working in your back office instead of innovating, instead of developing technology, instead of doing things that push you forward in areas that that you know you can use you know use that labor to be its highest value service, it's going to put you behind. And definitely when you think about the experience you're providing to your your carriers, if you're not investing dollars in creating a best solution in your back office, which to them is their front office, right? It's how they get paid. It's what they care about. You know, you think about the experience of a carrier interacting with a 3PL or broker, you know, all throughout the load lifecycle from tender to delivery, they're getting the the brokers asking for all this information and and trying to get all this information on track and trace and, and everything that's happening. But then when it comes time to paid the carrier. The thing the carrier really only cares about is getting paid. We see so many brokers, you know, I think it's 60, 70% of brokers don't offer a portal for the carrier to see their payment status. And like you think about it, that's what the carrier cares about. They don't, they, you know, that, that's what their focus is. How am I going to get paid? How do I have control of that cash flow? And so, yeah, you're right. Taking a back office and making it a priority or a function of somebody that's, you know, like a, like a try and pay that this is our focus and what we want to do well really distinguishes you know, creates a, a carrier experience that is distinguished. Is there a little bit of maybe unintended purposefulness for the lack of those portals to keep me as a carrier from knowing exactly when my payment is scheduled because that gives me a little bit of flexibility to pay when I need to? And really what, what, what's happening here is you're taking out the need to muddle with that at all. Yeah, look, I mean, we um, all of our customers choose us because we value transparency. We are, uh, you know, we value transparency between all parties that are interacting with our platform. How much am I going to get paid? When am I going to get paid? How am I going to get paid? We really value transparency. And so I would say it's less about giving up control over being able to age invoices differently because we still allow brokers to age invoices how they need. They, you know, we're not aging invoices for them. But what I would say is if it's if, if your concern is around cash flow and liquidity, allowing someone to step in and be the liquidity provider to your carriers and your quick pay program solves that five, 10 X more than any liquidity you would create by trying to play with how you would schedule out invoices on a Tuesday or Thursday or mail checks and do those types of things. We create more liquidity around that. So we'd say invest in transparency and leverage the bank's balance sheet, a bank like us to create the liquidity for you instead of trying to pull that out of your carrier. That's got to be something that is an advantage, right? You're a bank. Uh, you've got that 
that backing of the bank so it not only allows for the, I assume, the that rapidness and for both sides being serviced, but it also provides a level of comfort with all of your customers that Triumph's going to be there no matter what's going on within the the uh, the economy or what's going on in the marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's two things on what you're saying there. Transportation is our focus. We have over a billion dollars of capital deployed this, in this industry. Like I said, we're not going anywhere. We're going deeper. Um, we want we want to continue to invest more heavily in transportation and put more of our balance sheet there. And so when you pick your banking partners, pick them with pick one that has an industry focus that is on your industry, right? The second thing is, you know, when you look at most 3PLs and brokers, they have incredibly high returns on capital, right? They have no assets. They have they're 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 basically technology companies, mm-hmm. right? And so they, you know, when you when you talk about the capital, uh, where the use of capital is in a in a freight broker or a 3PL, it's in their it's in their invoices, it's in their AR accounts receivable, right? And and it's offset by by payables. And so if, if you're if you're sitting there and saying, hey, I want to be a high return on capital business, you know. Leveraging someone to come in and say, I'm going to create liquidity, off-balance sheet liquidity for me and reduce the amount of capital I put in my business is only going to increase your returns on capital and make your business, you know, make your, your, you know, value of your business, whether you're looking, you know, just in general to your returns yourself or looking to sell it is going to make it higher because you're going to able to generate higher uh, returns on that, those invest and those investment dollars. And so it's it's taking your balance sheet and putting it into, you know, quick paying invoices at, 10, 15% yield versus investing it in your core business that has 20, 30, 40% yield. It just, you invest in your core, you know, that's where you spend your time and partner with someone that, you know, you know, as a bank, we look at 10% returns on capital and that's really high for banking. And so, you know, you, you, you pick and choose, put the right instrument in the right place. You talked about investing in your core. That's really interesting. Are, are you seeing, obviously the shock of COVID-19 and the, and the Black Swan event, but are you seeing that companies are maintaining their focus towards their core and investing in the technologies to, to build those productivities, to build those efficiencies? Are we, are we even with such a reduction? I think we're 8% down in uh, tender volume from the data that we're seeing. Are you seeing folks still investing in the technology? Have they gotten their heads around where they're volumes are at at this point? You know, I, I would say, um, well, so let's just say about where Triumph plays. Triumph yeah. operates very heavily in the spot market in, in brokered freight, to be precise. And so volumes are down more than 8%, right? And, and Craig Craig did a great article talking about the yep. difference between brokered and, and or between spot and contract. And spot's definitely the top of the heap that gets compressed first versus contract. So Volumes are down 20, 20% plus in, in, mm. in April. And so I'd say it's, it's, it's been a real shock to people. And so we're hearing people more talk about how do I prepare myself for the storm? How do I prepare myself for what could be an extended recession that hits the consumer hard and impacts freight volumes? And so I would say, yeah, just to be honest, like we're hearing more conversations around preparing, you know, batting down the hatches to survive what, what could be really difficult and, you know, maybe take advantage of some market opportunities through, you know, um, acquisitions of some, you know, uh, uh, of other um, mm-hmm. people that aren't doing as well. And honestly, I mean, we're hearing a lot more inbound interest around our products. So I think people are looking at, hey, how can I outsource some of these things to reduce my cost structure? 
so that I come out, you know, that I get leaner as we go into this thing and I come out leaner. I think, I think, you know, that's where people are spending their time is how they're securing their capital liquidity and, um, you know, preparing themselves for this storm and then also leaning up that cost structure. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on. What we're seeing, you know, within our data business, the, the information and data has really never been more sought after. The, the, the understanding of where are we today and where are we going as much as possible. And to your point, that very different contract market versus spot market um, impact is really significant. So as, as you, you look in that crystal ball a little bit, uh, I know there's a lot of discussion around um, have we seen the bottom of the contract market? What's what's your what are your tea leaves and crystal ball telling you, or what are your customers telling you? Are we at the bottom, or is that still a little bit you know in the future? And obviously, no one knows just how long it's going to take. But it sounds like you're saying people are expecting this to take a while before we get back to anything near what was the previous normal. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you how, um, how we've been looking at this problem is if, you know, some, you can either look at industry data, freight data, and, and there's a lot of people looking at the supply chain, you know, the, the supply demand imbalance and carriers coming out of the market, coming back into the market, what that'll happen to rate environment. I tend to look at the economy, the G, you know, the economy as a whole. And when I look at the U.S. economy, we're a consumer economy. Over 70% of our GDP comes from the consumer. And so as the consumer goes, so does our economy. Well, if we look at the health of the consumer, we have real concerns about what's happening right now. If you look at because we're looking to see the health of the consumer, we look at labor market data. Mm. 25 million people, over 25 million people have filed for unemployment in five weeks. Right. The scale of which we have moved from full employment to what could potentially be over 15 percent unemployment. The scale the, and, the, and the speed with which that happened is unprecedented. The last recession in 0809, the Great Recession, we went from 5% unemployment to, to close to 10 over a period of 18 months, right? And I think it's it's if if so, what we tell what we're telling our our customers and our carriers is we have we have no idea how how deep or how long this is going to go. We we know that there's going to be a sharp drop off in GDP in Q2, absolutely based on the shutdown that's happened. Will it bounce back immediately? We have no idea. But what we tell people is if you look at those economic signs. You need to start preparing your business by securing access to liquidity, by developing action plans for if my business is down 20, 30, 40 percent, what actions do I need to take? You know, in terms of pay, in terms of in terms of your your staffing, in terms of, you know, um, um, you know, investments you're making, where, where do you start to conserve capital? You need to find those levers now for before it hits, because if you don't, it'll sneak up on you and you need to have. You need to, whoever your CFO is or whoever's managing your liquidity position, you need to have, if not daily, weekly view into your liquidity because businesses fail in a recession, not because of operating losses. They fail because of a lack of liquidity, right? Liquidity runs out and it, the lights, you turn the light, it's, it's, you know, the music stops, you turn out the lights, it's over. And so you have to make sure that you have the liquidity to sustain not only the operating losses, but things that are happening to you on the receivable side. If you're getting pushed out by your, your customers, you've got to model that out and, and know what that's going to do to your liquidity position and be prepared for it. So I don't know if we're at the bottom, but I see enough economic data from what's happening to the consumer to say, I need to be prepared for yep. deep declines in my business. In summary here, 
I, 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 what you're saying, I think, is spot on. So preparing for this black swan, by sheer definition, we shouldn't see very many black swans, but preparing the business for whatever the circumstances are, do you, do you feel like it sounds like the, the way that the prospect and customers that you're working with are coming to, to Triumphe, it sounds like that it's resonating, that people are thinking outside of what they had historically thought about increasing margins uh, or what my bid cycle should be. It sounds like it's resonating around liquidity. Am, am I reading that right? You absolutely are. Every single one of our customers are, are interested in, in, in liquidity and, and what that means. And it's just in, it's not, it's just in good practice and seeing a recession coming and, and being and thinking ahead, right. And, and being prepared in, you know, if, if, if some of them are so blessed to have strong capital positions, you know, they, they can, you know, I'm talking more generally beyond our customers. Yeah. If you have a strong capital position, then you have the opportunity to be opportunistic and, and then you were prepared for this. Um, but, you know, the main, yeah, the main thing what, what we're not only hearing, but saying to people, to saying to folks is be prepared, prepare your liquidity position and, and identify those sources now and the levers you're going to pull because we don't know how long this will last and, and you need a, you need a game plan now. Well, I appreciate it. Unfortunately, I could go on for a long time with my friend Jordan Graff. Um, really great stuff. I think that uh, the commentary and the guidance and the counsel that, uh, that Jordan provided today is extraordinarily valuable. And I want to thank you, Jordan. It's always good to virtually see you. I hope at some point uh, that we can do this uh, in person because I always appreciate your time, appreciate you and appreciate what uh, what Triumph Pay uh, does with FreightWaves. Thank you very much for doing this. Thanks for having me, George. Appreciate you guys having me on. Take good care.